in record time they they um, put through emergency northern turkey emergency intervention no debate went to both houses of parliament so both liberal and labor government we wanted to let you know how hard it, it was for us to live under the intervention we got to go line up and wait for anger. Let me see the look. It's been 10 long years since the beginning of the Northern Territory intervention. A massive government land grab and intrusion into the lives of the Aboriginal people. In June 2017, a conference in Alice Springs brought people together from across Australia to hear about the impacts and to work together to end this disgraceful government regime of control. Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental and social justice stories and news from Australia and the world. This episode is produced on Gadigal and Darawal land for 3CR Radio and broadcast across this continent on the Community Radio Network. I'm Jem Rommeld. On this show, we're hearing a small portion of the talks from the weekend in the opening panel chaired by Alice Springs resident and powerhouse Barbara Shaw. First up, let's hear Luritja Arendaman, Vince Forrester. My name is Vincent Forrester, and um, I can start a little bit prior to it. I'm one of the leaders in this community, but leading up to the intervention, I can remember coming into Alice Springs, getting my groceries, and going back to a place called Mutijulu on the base of Uluru. That night, I got back there, I was courting my young wife at that time and we get out there and I unload all the, all the groceries. But then I sat down and had a cup of tea. Cup of tea, a dry area. And if anybody know me, I usually have tiny little lap dogs. My rut wheelers, eh? Tiny little ones. And I'm sitting down there and my little dog lady, she couldn't talk. She could talk with her eyes. And she's looking at me and looking at what's going on. And I walked outside. And there were nine coppers. All had a shotgun. Everybody had their finger on the trigger. And then, not long after that, there was this program called Lakeline. They come and they said, all Aboriginal men, we alcoholics, we all bash our wife, we all will not work, and we all pedophile. They come and they set them, and they set us up on this bloody light line program. And there was this man in a hat, blacked out his face, and said he was a youth worker at Murugillo. No more, my son in law was a bloody youth worker, saying all these bad things. And they shown cutaways of this community where kids are walking around petrol sniffing. Hey, don't I look behind, eh? Uluru must have changed shape. They took bloody Amateur and they put him on that was us, Mobbit Murigilla. Yeah. And then, Big Kapapal. We had, they said that we had sex rings and whatever going on. And pornography. If you want to find that stuff, you go to Canberra. 
make a porn, porn industry there, you go and have a look inside Canberra and them places. They said all these bad things. And then there was a little children, a sacred report. This is let out. And then they suspended the, the Racial Discrimination Act. In record time, they, they um, put through emergency, Northern Territory Emergency Intervention. No debate, went through both houses of parliament. So both Liberal and Labor government guilty. Not Liberal government, not Labor, Liberal and Labor. Then come along the Minister for Sexual Deviancy, Mel Bruff. He come to Murijillo. He come to General Chalmers. All the Aboriginal diggers. And he come to the Commission uh, Federal Police and all the troopers. And they invaded this little community of Murijillo. Terrified the shit out of all the women. And the women, they fled into the sand, was taking the children with them. They thought it was going to happen again because we still got living memory, us mob. We know all the Chiyabakacha stuff. We know that we've seen it with our own eye. And they terrified. So psychological terror reigned on that community. So the intervention was introduced. They emasculated all the men. They took their numbers. Mm -hmm. That's what they'd done. But then they came in and they attacked the men. When they came, they closed all their community councils. They took away all employment. They took away the employment of people. And when they took away the employment, closing down their, uh, the community councils, they also took their assets. Over decades, we'd built up our own economic base and we had assets like bulldozers, graders, community buses, garbage trucks and so on. They introduced another form of colonial oppression called the Shire Councils and then they took all our assets. They took our businesses and they took our bank accounts. They, I mean, uh, say like Tichikala down the road, they had an award-winning tourist industry adventure going there. They shut that down. They stopped all economic activity. The, uh, the black dollar in this town is about more than just over a third of the economy. So they took our businesses and their bank accounts. This is true. All the millions of dollars from them bank accounts, they took them because they could do it and we had no right of redress. We had no right of redress because they could do it because how the constitution is written in Australia at the present time. That was Vince Forrester. We'll hear more from him later in the show. Next up is Frank Curtis, Aranda Elder and a former police officer of 26 years. He describes his experiences as an Aboriginal policeman when the intervention began. Well, my name is Frank Curtis. I used to be an ACPO for 26 years with anti-police. When they first came out in 2007, they got me to try and go in and search 
people's houses. But I said no. But they said that you've got to go and do it. It's part of our law. Because they rolled it out, um, the intervention in 2007. And our role was to go and check for alcohol in the houses. But I, when I went to them houses, I said, sorry family, it's my, my job to go and search your houses. But I knew them people didn't drink. But they still made me go and search them houses. Because I said, we actually do the groundwork for you mob. And we see who drinks and who doesn't. But I said, <coughs> Like I said, you know, to family, I'm sorry I'm, I'm going to walk in this, into your house. But I felt ashamed and hurt. As a black policeman, going through our family, you know, I had no right to go in there. It made me feel ashamed. Wearing a policeman uniform. But I told them, policeman, I said, say if I turned around and walked in your house, your own house, and went through the fridge and your cupboards, under the beds, I said, how do you feel? They had nothing to say. Because I think they felt it too. They were ashamed of doing that role. White policeman. I even told the sergeant, I said, I'll go, go and do right at your house. How would you feel, you know? But, you know, it hurt me. I was hurt. Why the government put this on, upon us, you know? Especially here in Alice Springs. And we were front line. I was front line. But I told them, I said, you know, I don't really want to do this. I said, you, you know, we're going through a tough, tough time now. We you might have everything out of us, you government. That was Frank Curtis, an Aranda elder. Elaine Peckham is a central Aranda woman who has been travelling around the country and talking up about the intervention since the beginning. She tells us more. We wanted to let them know how hard... It, it was for us to live under the inter intervention and to be questioned. We all grew up, you know, having jobs, paying our rents, paying and, um, you know, living on, out on the land. It just didn't that We weren't living out there on free land. We still had to pay for our rent, electricity and gas. And yet we were still came under the intervention and given the, the basic card. I came, happened to come into town one day and um, I went around to my son's place and he said, Mum, he said, you better go down to Centrelink. And I said, what for? He said to me, things have changed. And I said, what do you mean changed? He said, the government has changed and you need to go down. Well, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that it was happening and I said, okay. I went down and the first day I went into Centrelink, 
I looked around me and I saw all these men and women all dressed in black suits with their briefcase in their hand and our, my, our people standing in big lines waiting to be told that they were going to be put on the, the basic card and changed to their pension. To me, I can vividly remember all that. But um, So I sat down and had my interview with them and yes, it was a shock and here they had um, computers all set up and in language, you know, for people to, who couldn't um, with English and all this was set up in front of us right before our eyes and I just said to them, I don't really, I don't need that. I said, I can speak English very well. So this is how discriminatory that took place in that Centrelink office when I was there getting interviewed. Through all that, I was still put on the basic card, the basic human rights, the green card, we called it at the time. And then the... Um, the Stronger Futures came into place then. But after doing all my travels throughout the Territory and down to Canberra, I started doing a bit of the leadership program that came out with the Fred Hollows Foundation because I wanted to know more about the legality of it so I can speak up and have a voice to challenge them, to challenge the government and so that was part of my, my story, my life, my journey of going down to Canberra and doing all those leadership programs to come back and challenge the, the system and the way they're treating us here in the Territory at the time. But 10 years down the track, we thought it was only going to be five years, but 10 years down the track, here we are still breathing out there strong and like I say, it's that spirituality in us that gives us the right to be able to have a voice and have a say at cultural basic human rights that was given to us by our forefathers who have walked this land for so many years and still with us today and in spirit and will continue being with us for the rest of our lives. That was Elaine Peckham, Central Arunda Woman. You're listening to Earth Matters, produced on Gadigal and Darawal land and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. Let's hear now from Barbara Shaw. Uh, my name is Barbara Shaw. I was born here in Alice Springs. I'm a descendant of the Kairi Charanda, Walpuri and Waramanga people. Um, the intervention might have had its good intentions, um, but it didn't. Um, and it still hasn't. It hasn't saved our children and it hasn't um, stopped antisocial behaviour or domestic violence. What it was supposed to do was, I guess, more to control us. Um, I guess with the Stronger Futures, after John Howard and Mal Bruff lost their 
government in 2010, two, sorry, 2011 elections um, to Labor government. So he had Kevin Rudd, our former Prime Minister, and Jenny Macklin, our former Indigenous Affairs Minister. Um, yep, they <laughs> put through stronger futures legislation for us. Um, so just basically gammon watered down the intervention. Um, at the time of the passing of Stronger Futures, I was actually sitting around a fire um, 2.30 in the morning with one of my grandfathers, um, my grandmother's little um, brother, and we listened to how federal government passed uh, Stronger Futures 2.30 in the morning. Unfortunately, what the intervention has done in Stronger Futures is actually divide our mob, and not only our mob, they've also divided Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. Um, we live in this world together. We walk both worlds. You know, we're always looking back because we know ourselves. We know our history. We know the white man's history when they first come here on their boats. And we know our own history from our grandfathers and our grandmothers. They introduced the basic card so that everybody who knows a little bit about economics, you know if you stop the bloody cash flow, it's going to interfere with the whole economy of the region. You walk downtown now. You look. Your eye will tell you no lie. You will not see one young Aboriginal person working in the bloody shops. But guess that's where all our money goes. All the draconian racist laws applied. When they came in, they knocked all the skilled workers out. Say, if there was a tap or a plumbing issue broken down at Santa Teresa, they gave them all the bloody contracts to outside contractors. When in the meantime, you got the skills of people out in the community who could do that work. That's how they came in and oppressed and emasculated the man by taking all that power away there. Mm -hmm. The propaganda. We all know them famous big blue and white signs. No pornography. No alcohol. No this, no that. And they put it up for all the territorians to see. That created a, a racist backlash against us. The racism was even entrenched more when they done that. They say, yeah, we'll put in new laws. Not only the men were going to prison more, have gone to prison more, they've introduced more draconian laws, they're now bloody imprisoning our women. And the children. And the children. And then you've got the racist ideo ideologies out there. And uh, we've seen what happened that young boy walking around, young Dylan, that young fella, how they tortured that child. The world seen that and the world was outraged. 
on what took place. And then big pot gutter screws were in there kicking the shit out of these kids. That, they got that from the mentality of the white men that they can do anything to us. That's what happened. That's how people think the psychology of them bastards. Never mind about the, the uh, increase in suicides and all these types of things there. They profiled our children and they make it a crime to be black and to be poor. This is the inhuman side of the bloody intervention. You've just heard from Vince Forrester and before him, Barbara Shaw. Next up is a call-out for action in September, followed by the closing statement for the stand-up conference, articulating a vision for the way forward. Together, all of us here in this conference, we're going to call for a National Day of Action to coincide with the handing down of the Royal Commission report in early September. Our demands are to be shut youth prisons, bring the children home, stop the intervention, self-determination in all decisions relating to our children, and also, as Uncle just mentioned, to prepare a class action for the victims of all child theft policies. So something big we've got to work on, but I reckon we can easily do it. With the minds and the people power in this room, it can be easily done. So thank you very much. Stand up 2017 conference, Bunwick, June 26, 2017. Ten years too long. Stop the intervention. We need to keep our culture strong. We need to be in control of our decision making. We want self-determination. After ten years, the intervention has met none of its objectives. There are more people in jail. More children being taken away. There is more unemployment. This Stand Up 2017 conference makes the following comments and call-outs. Racist laws introduced throughout the intervention have created apartheid and are still with us. Repeal the stronger future laws. Repeal changes to social security law that allow for control over our money. End the ban on the consideration of customary law in bail and sentencing. Bring back the permit system. The conference calls for restoring community councils and transferring assets back to the communities from the shires. This is what will improve Aboriginals' lives. Oh, improve people's lives, sorry. Town camps want more houses, more parks, children at the community centres and control of their own money. There needs to be compensation for town camps. It's time to pay the rent. We need to create job opportunities on our homelands. We want to manage our own affairs through our own governance. We can't be healthy without proper housing as our foundation. We want to make decisions about our own housing. We want to have community control over our housing. We desperately need more houses on all communities and homelands. The government must promote bilingual education and schooling in first languages. Stop punishing parents with fines and Centrelink breaches. There are many alternatives and, Im- and improvements that could be made to the prison system. Communities can be supported to have more contact in prison and instead, and instead of prison. We need more healing spaces. Bushmob is good. The conference is 
The conference believes that children should not be transferred away from Alice Springs to Darwin. We also believe that youth prisons are not helpful and that Dondale needs to be closed. We call for the closure of youth prisons and a national day of action when the Royal Commission into Protection and Detention of Children in the Northern Territory releases their final report. People used to have jobs in their communities. We need a new program to bring this back. Now on CDP, people are starving and being evicted from their houses. We need community control and ownership of community assets. Everyone who works needs at least the minimum wage. Real jobs must receive real wages and real conditions. We need a national movement, no more CDP. No more CDP. We support the First Nations Workers Alliance started by the Australian Council of Trade Unions. There is no evidence that compulsory income management works. Scrap compulsory income management. It keeps going and getting worse with the money it takes to look after a stolen kid communities could fix their problems themselves. Stop stealing our kids. Urgently bring back the many hundreds of children taken through the intervention. I'm just going to add a note on there because there are three things that they need to do every time a child's removed is to see if there's a next of kin within that family or if there's somebody in that community and if there's no one in that community, a linking community. And they can't say that there's none of those people in any community in the entity because that's bullshit. I know that we have strong people that are willing to look after our kids. We are going... We are going to set up a GMAR group here, which is Grandmothers Against Removals. Um, Yingyi um, MLA can be contacted with names of stolen children and has pledged to fight to bring them home. Um, there must be recognition of our sovereignty, which has never been ceded and which is never undermined by the intervention. Which, sorry, which has been undermined by the intervention. Our law must be recognised by the Westminster system. The government. The governments must stop creating more policy and measures for Aboriginal people without consultation. Lift the ban on customary law. We are ready for Makarata. Treaty now. We stand together. Thank you. That was the closing statement of the Stand Up 2017 conference marking 10 years since the beginning of the NT intervention. Earlier in the show, we heard from Vince Forrester, Frank Curtis, Elaine Peckham, Barbara Shaw, and a call-out for a National Day of Action in September. To get involved, search on Facebook for the event called National Action to End Deaths in Custody and Shut Youth Prisons. You can see videos from the Stand Up Conference on the YouTube channel for the Intervention Rollback Action Group, which is IRAG Alice Springs. Thank you to Merritt, Harry, and Elsie for the audio and video recordings. The music you've heard on this show is from the Red Sand Culture album. I'm Gem Rommel and this is Earth Matters, produced on Gadigal and Darawal land for 3CR Radio in Melbourne. We'd like to thank the good work of the Community Radio Network for getting this show out nationally and the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support. You can contact the Earth Matters team by emailing earthmatters3cr, that's three the number, at gmail.com. You can find our page on Facebook or call up the station on 03-9419-8377. If you'd like to hear more of our shows, you can find a list at 3cr.org.au slash earthmatters. Thanks for listening and until next week.
play bands till the day end with my families, with my friends. We run, we die, we slip, we slide. Doing donuts on the way, so the vibe is live. Horizon, mesmerize your heart. Class move and dance like a disco in the sky. Just the skill, if you got the will, you will never regret the good time we build. Mind your body, time to have fun. Everybody, elderly, tasting young. The love is still no faking. The working is waiting for us to be waiting from the dawn. Get your slide on. Mind your body, the waiting is done. Elderly, everybody under the sun. The love is the vibration, shake it like the bass. The working hour waiting for slide straight in. We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hell. Lots of changes, we need more brothers.